To always get the latest Game Tea, don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find us at Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at The Game Tea Podcast. We post frequently, giving you podcast updates, posting gaming news, and the occasional meme. Check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. My name is JP. This is Zach. And I'm Zar. Boys, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, about to have my day ruined, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. This was an exciting week for video games, guys. I had to like actually cut some content um, because it just kept going. I was like, oh, here's a new little tease. Here's some new thing here. And then Xbox kept being Xbox. So it was oh. nice. Oh, <laughs> oh. Sad Xbox noises. Look, you both made the prediction that Xbox is really about to blow up with something. You think they're holding something back, right? Hopefully. No, no, they're not. They're they're not. (laughs) Game Pass is the best thing in gaming. I will say that. Like, you save a lot of money doing Game Pass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're not out of this race yet. They've got the Game Pass is good. And like we've been saying, after the last uh, showcase of games from Xbox, it they've really proven that they're putting up a fight. But, but we're starting to give away too many details. So what are we doing today, boys? I said... <laughs> <laughs> today on the podcast, we are talking about Gotham Knights tees. Ooh. Ubisoft uh, is in some trouble. You literally just wrote Ubisoft being bad on the itinerary. Bad Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fortnite battles with publishers like Apple and Google. Metroid Prime 4 uh, scraps, because, you know, as a Nintendo fan, I need to take them when I can get them. And then the final is literally called The Good, The Bad, and The Xbox. Oh. (laughs) So, um, yeah. That's great. Sorry, (laughs) Zar. Oh, we'll talk. Uh, It's... It's not that bleak. Come on. It, Come it on. could be worse. It's a little bleak. I mean, Sony <laughs> didn't do anything this week and they got ahead. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, do any of us really have a dog in the race with this first article? If not, I'd be more than happy to take it. Um, yeah. I've, I've had some pretty good investment in the Arkham series, but if you wanted to take it, it is all yours. No, 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 no. I have none. So Zar, if you want this one, take it. All right. All right. All right. So the first article that we have in store for all of you wonderful listeners today comes from Eurogamer.net and is written by Wesley Yinpool. Yeah, Wesley yeah. Yinpool, who is the deputy editor. Yeah. Deputy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sheriff Woody, take us away. Yeehaw. <laughs> <laughs> There's a boot, my snake. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, so yes, this article hints, and not even hints, it implies that there is going to be a new Arkham game coming. And um, apparently this news will go live in a DC fandom event that is scheduled for 6.30 p.m. UK time on Saturday, August 22nd. 
So that's coming up. Yeah, it's coming up pretty quick. Yeah. In fact, by the time this drops, it's only going to be a couple days out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But that's not the only amazing news for the day, because later that day, or I guess it's 1 a.m. the next day in the UK, there is also a Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League panel. And this is the final confirmation uh, from the Arkham developer uh, that is a Suicide Squad game. And this is going to be confirmed that day, too. So that's pretty hype. We get two Batman games, essentially. So first of all, I mean, like, when it comes to the whole DC gaming series, it's always kind of fallen just a little bit behind, you know, the Marvel games like the Spider-Mans and the Avengers, in my opinion. That being said, the Arkham Knight games, the Batman games, are the pinnacle of what it's like to make a good superhero game. Would you agree with that, Zar? Oh, absolutely. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it is damn near like stepping into the cowl yourself. Like you feel like Batman in all of the Ooh, motions okay, okay. and movements. Someone's applying for a job at IGN. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that too. You feel like Batman. That's like... But their... you really do. Like... You do though. <laughs> <laughs> so... I played I played Battlefront, the Star Wars game. I didn't feel like a freaking stormtrooper. I felt like I was in Call of Duty with Star Wars skins. But no, <laughs> this game specifically, and I don't know what it is about it, but you'll start talking in a deeper voice. You'll start speaking in riddles. Where's Rachel? Where's Rachel? <laughs> you just feel like Batman in these Arkham games. And every single one of them has just been a banger. Well, that's good to hear. So um, that being said, we've got Gotham Knights is going to be the next installment in the franchise. Does that mean it's a sequel? Yes. Um, so it goes and this is kind of a jumbled list because there are not spinoffs, but DLC in between. It goes Asylum, City, Origins, Night, and then this next game. And just based off the progressions of like playing those games, what do you think, just speculation even, what do you think we have to look forward to in this new Gotham Knights game? Well, that's that's really interesting that you say. First of all, I'd like to say I'm really hyped for this because I played all of the Arkham games to date. However, I only beat Asylum City and Origins because I couldn't bring myself to finish Night. It's not that Night was a bad game, but it was just so reliant on the Batmobile that I just felt like it was a gimmick. I feel like the Batmobile is the cool part. <laughs> it's so it cool. It is. It is. But I just felt like it detracted from being Batman when a great majority of the game was just driving around. You kind of know how like Jack 3 felt like a racing game as opposed to Jack's story. Sure. In a sense, that that's just kind of how I got to it. Now, that's a big complaint on it. Like when you see the reviews of that game, all people agree with what your sayings are. Oh, yeah. No, because okay. the Batman series has always had like new hooks. You get new gadgets, you get new ways to play Batman and all of that really cool stuff. And so in uh, Arkham Knight, they decided to go with a more driving emphasis in gameplay. And so it makes sense because that's kind of the trend of how they... Uh, vamp up every sequel to the series. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I have no idea what they're going to do to restyle this game franchise, but it's going to be something cool and it's going to be very 
Batman-esque. It'll make you feel even more like the Cape Crusader. So so here's my speculation with that. So Batman Gotham Knights, it's a monthly American comic book series. And so what happens is it focuses on Batman, but it also focuses on the extended family. So you might get to play as Alfred Pennyworth, which, I mean, that's probably the most exciting part. <laughs> no, he's a badass. Then you can play as like Batgirl and Nightwing and Robin. And I don't even know who Oracle is. Do you guys know who Oracle is? No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oracle is Batgirl. Oh, okay. okay. And um, then there's Catwoman also. So, I mean, like, I know they kind of dabbled. You could play as Catwoman at one point, right? Yeah. But for the most part, could you play as all these other characters? There was a DLC in Origins where you could play as Catwoman. Oh, okay. And Nightwing, for that matter, too. Well, that's all really exciting news, but obviously that's not all that there is to be excited about. Um, The Suicide Squad game is going to be on its way as well. Now, I really hope the game hits harder than the movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah, right. It will. It better. (laughs) (laughs) It looks really cool, though, because the poster that they uh, posted to Twitter is a Suicide Squad target on Superman's head. Wow, that's promising. I, I cannot wait to see it because it's if it's done in the same engine as the Arkham games, this is gonna be phenomenal. I totally agree. I mean, like I said, when it comes to DC games, Not all of the DC games have been absolute bangers and like hits like the Marvel games have been, but I think they can do something pretty cool with the Suicide Squad game. Absolutely. And we don't know any information on that game yet, but we do just have a little bit of information, which the article is centered around for the new Arkham game. I guess my final thoughts on that are at the end of the day, it's just fun to play as the bat and beat the bloody tar out of some bad guys. Ah. You said it. Well, with that being said, what do you guys think? Time to move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So up next, we've got kind of a more sensitive article that we need to talk about. It's one that needs to be talked about, though. Something kind of weird happening in the industry. Uh, Zach, what do you think? Would you like this one? Give my best bet. All right. So basically what's going on is Ubisoft's, um, and more specifically, Assassin's Creed Valhalla's creative di- director. His name is Ashraf Ismail. He stepped down from his role in June after being publicly accused of pursuing extramarital relationships with women under false pretenses. He has now been terminated, according to an internal announcement by Ubisoft. The quote they give is, we cannot provide any details about this confidential investigation. Ismail's termination comes amid ongoing investigations into misconduct at Ubisoft following a wave of allegations of harassment and other abuses earlier this summer. Moral of the story, even before the story starts, is just don't do this crap, respect everyone, and don't be an idiot. Clearly in today's society, if this is the shit that you're going to try to pull, you're going to get caught because this is not the first time we've seen an article like this. And I damn well assure everyone that it is not the last. So just yeah, knock it off, people. Yeah, just be respectful. I think sorry, you said that perfectly. But what we want to talk about is we are a gaming site. So among this awful controversy, there is a game coming out at the end of the year called Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Right. And we have a feeling that losing your creative director, especially under these circumstances, is going to be very hard on that team. Do you guys have any predictions on what you think it's going to do to the game? Well, first off, for some of you out there who don't know what creative directors do, 
they are basically the heart and soul of of the game in development they come up with the game's look the story how it feels the gameplay like these guys had the entire charge to make a game okay so essentially like this awful dude getting kicked off i mean that's gonna actually leave quite a dent in assassin's creed's uh creative team when it comes to valhalla is what you're saying oh yeah no absolutely because for most creative directors their games are their brainchild and if you are the only person who can see the vision for this game in your head how are they supposed to carry on without you that's fair good news for this game are is that it um the game's almost done you'd imagine i would hope so i mean with everything that we've seen from it so far Hopefully they are so far along that it is not going to hinder them much. Well, I mean, when was this supposed to drop? November. JP, great question. <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember seeing something in November. November 17th, 2020. So this year. Okay. Yeah, so I, how I see this affecting Ubisoft is that I really hope it doesn't affect the overall project. But like I said... The creative director is not someone that you want to lose. So it's really up in the air, you know? That, yeah. And that's certainly true. But I mean, you also have to anticipate that at this point in development, uh, the game's done. All they're really doing at this point is just final finishing touches, you know, maybe like uh, texture patching, bug fixing, just little things like that. So, oh, yeah. Hopefully, without this guy hovering over them trying to get everything done with them, uh, they can still have a really successful project. Because I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It looks oh, yeah. amazing. It looks awesome. It looks we really did an episode cool. on it. Vikings are cool. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Vikings are cool. Vikings are very cool. But I think at the very least, we will see a game delay. I don't think we will get this game in November. And I, you know what? I'm totally okay with that. I mean, amidst every everything else that is happening to this company, it's very understandable. I completely agree. We just wanted to hit on that because we don't know the full story of this case. But obviously, we want everyone to be treated with respect and kindness here on the Game Tea Podcast. We just wanted to inform you guys and let you know kind of what was going on and just kind of how we think it's going to impact the game. With that said, you guys ready to move on to the next one? Let's go. I think we have said what needs to be said. And if you guys are okay, I want to take this next one. It's all yours. All right. So this next article comes from us or this next article comes to us from The Verge uh, by what is this name? Dieter Bone? (laughs) Dieter Bone. All right, Dieter, let's see what you got to say. Fortnite for Android has also been kicked off the Google Play Store. Okay, so the TLDR version of this article and the whole story around what's going on here starts like this. Fortnite is obviously a phenomenon. This game is huge to the point where it's even really hit the mobile market pretty well, which isn't completely surprising. Now, here's something I didn't know that I actually learned after getting into this article a little bit more. Game developers who make games for cell phones and other mobile devices have to absolutely use like if if it's an iOS product, they have to go through the Apple App Store. And if it's like an Android or a Google product, it has to go through their store as well. The reason why, like if you buy the game or you make microtransactions in the game, Um, There's no way for those big companies to get a cut of that money. And if you're putting your game on their devices, 
you kind of deserve a little bit of that money. So yeah, if you're if you are providing the platform, you obviously deserve a cut for supporting software. Well, apparently Epic did not agree with that, Czar, because what they did was they kind of said to hell with you guys and started offering in-app microtransactions anyway, which is a big no-no. So essentially, when you make any type of microtransaction on like a mobile game, they want you to use their app store again so that they can get a cut. Apparently, it's about 30% of the cut of whatever you pay for goes to Apple, Google, Android, whatever. And the rest go to the game devs. And I just guess Epic thought they were too good for that. And they decided to just put the in-game, uh, the in-game purchases in anyway. So the apple store and google play for android has officially kicked fortnite off of their programs off of their uh, app stores isn't that wild news yeah okay so first off epic snuck in this update so that people could pay them directly this was a sneaky patch is what they just did and i'm pretty sure that that's a breach of contract it is. That's why they got kicked off the stores. Yeah. So they sneak in this update. Naturally, Apple kicks them off their service for breach of contract, which is also in the contract. And then that causes Epic to take a martyr route because they retaliate. And how do they do that? Uh, I don't know. Pillage? <laughs> no, they actually released a propaganda video much like the Apple ad, the very first Apple ad that was centered around like 1984. So you know how somebody runs in with a sledgehammer, swings it around, throws it at the screen, and then the Apple logo flares? Yeah. Well, it's that, but all of the Fortnite characters being brainwashed by a half-eaten Apple. Another Fortnite character runs in, throws a sledgehammer at the screen, fades to black, Hashtag free Fortnite and the monopoly. What the? I have a lot to say about this because <laughs> because they're being ridiculous. Zach, yeah. what are your thoughts on this? Yes, I agree <laughs> with what you just said. I'm just, yeah, I, I totally agree that 30% publisher thing is kind of silly, but that's how publisher makes money. They have this platform. You're paying to be on the platform. Fortnite is at this awkward crossroads where they have their own Epic store now. They're basically their own publisher, but they still, they're, they're trying to triple cut their pie and not get penalized for triple cutting their pie. They're basically just not trying to pay taxes. <laughs> and now they're acting like since they're not paying taxes that they, that there's some sort of, I don't like how you say martyr, like, oh, we just got kicked off because we're trying to get rid of this 30% tax for everybody. It's like, no, you're not. You're one of the few people that can actually like, um, what do you call it? Advertise their game without needing to be on the Play Store or the Apple Store. And they're acting like they're being victimized when they're also a, like a billionaire company with tons of net worth and they're making so much money. I think they're just, they're trying to eat, their, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. And mm -hmm. I, I hate it. I just think that they're being, no. And it, yeah. and it was clearly planned. They knew what they were doing to have a 1984 video like that attacking Apple. Um, genius move. Absolutely awesome. But I do not agree with them at all. I think they need to uh, make their own. Okay. Something just dropped out of my pocket. <laughs> um, they need to make their own. 
I don't even know what they would do to hit on the mobile market. I just, I, I just think they need to just shut up and pay the tax. They're already making oodles of money. Not like Apple needs the money or Google needs the money, but they also, they don't need the money either. No, you're absolutely right. And I mean, that brings us into our next point. Is Epic the victim here? No. (laughs) (laughs) I say no, they're not. They're actually the bad guys. Yeah. I mean, that's not to say that Apple and Google are completely innocent and perfectly trustworthy companies, because no. Both companies are downright evil sometimes. And like this 30% thing. There are businesses thing, that just want your money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like obviously. the 30% fee sucks, but that's the market that you play. And I mean, in this case, the spotlight is not on them because Epic knew what they were getting into when they signed the contracts and they signed on to play Apple and Google's game. And by breaking their rules, Epic is in the wrong here. Calling this a monopoly is incredibly moronic. It's two companies, so that already, you know, excludes the prefix of of the term monopoly. You know, you're on both platforms. And not only that, you are on so many other platforms. So I'm wondering if Steam and Xbox and Sony, do they take that same 30% or does Epic get to keep all of the earnings from those platforms? And I mean, if so, then why are they trying to fight the app market? It just seems like it's it's destroying their business because I guess what I'm trying to get at here is Epic is pissed that they got try- they got caught trying to pocket extra cash. And now they're trying to turn their screw up into a cause to fight for. And this all just boils down to corporate greed once again. And the gamers are once again the ones who are suffering for it because Epic's crusade is restricting millions of people from playing their game, albeit on a mobile platform. But, you know, I guess since it is Fortnite, is it so terrible that there's currently less of this game in the world right now? (laughs) Right. Obviously, Fortnite is the epitome of like just the cringy kid right now, the cringy kid that plays video games. It, it, you think of Fortnite, but the there truth used to be the 10 year old kids on Halo 3. You're not wrong. <laughs> but I mean, when you take into consideration the story of Fortnite, it's actually an incredible story to see how, you know, this tiny independently created game created such an incredible phenomenon amongst gamers that made a lasting impact amongst a lot of other games. Oh, from rags to riches, absolutely. That being said, I mean, that story just loses a lot of its luster when you, you know, look at where Epic is now and you see them pulling shit like this. I mean, you you nailed it so well on the heads, Are You really did. You know, just they're being so, yeah, 30%, Apple, Google. Well, they're hosting your game. You still get 70% of the profits. Aside I, from maybe like an initial fee to be on the app markets, you know? I, I don't even know if that's true, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't even know if they have to pay to be on the app store. Maybe they just get to be on for free. So how do the major companies make money if they host you for free? They don't. Pillage? That's (laughs) (laughs) Pillage? But no, this is how business works. And they're just pissed that they got caught 
So they're trying to be martyrs. Well, they they plan to get caught. Like that Apple 1984 video definitely didn't happen overnight. Oh yeah, no, they probably had that in the works for months. They knew exactly how this was going to shake down. Yeah, but like what I don't understand is what their game plan what their game plan is now. It's like, haha, we made this video. Now Apple has to let us back in their service, and so does Google and Android. It's like, what's the end game? See, what they didn't account for is that most of their user base isn't old enough to sign an online agreement. So anything they try to get moving with their fans, probably not going to go very far since they're all kids. We like Fortnite. We like Fortnite. Zach, when was the, <laughs> la- when was the last time you saw Fortnite dance in one of your classrooms? Please tell uh, me it wasn't today. Literally like yesterday. Oh my God. <laughs> you can't deny it. it's popular. I know it's popular. I uh, I have mixed feelings about Fortnite as a whole. <laughs> like I said, amazing story of how it, you know, went from what it was to where it is now. Incredible story. But then you see them, you know, you see what you have thought was going to happen, happen. You see them get too big. You see them get greedy. You see them unhappy. You know, it's and just... You- you know they're going to be fine. Like it, these of are course. all multi-billion companies. It's just annoying drama. Oh yeah, Fortnite didn't even need to be on the mobile platform. Right, they're doing fine. And I think Zara, you talked really well about this. Like, what about when it comes to Switch? What about when it comes to Sony? Like, you know, Sony and Nintendo and Xbox—they all take that publisher tax too. Oh yeah, of course, of course. So I can see Sony definitely cutting them off. I can see Microsoft doing it. I think Nintendo would be like, okay, that's cool. You do you, Google. (laughs) (laughs) But like, where do you go from there? Do you try to make your own console just so Fortnite can be funneled solely into the company? Maybe. You better shut up before you give them some ideas. Oh, God. (laughs) We don't need a Fortnite machine. I'll tell you what. Give us 30% of every cut and we'll let you have that idea. (laughs) (laughs) fuck you Fortnite. oh my god all right i'm in the mood for some better news zach i know you're excited about this next game you want to take it Uh, yeah yes all right so (laughs) the next thing comes from a tweet from retro studios retro studio studios is currently looking for a lead designer for metroid prime 4 it's finally happening it's finally happening Yeah, it's, it's funny that you said that, JP. So this got announced way back in 2017. The game, right? The game got announced in 2017. The the trailer got announced. It was a teaser. It literally just said Metroid Prime 4. It had the Metroid like Prime like theme music. And it was like 17 seconds. That is all we have had since I think it was June 13, 2017. Guys, <laughs> I really want this game. I know, <laughs> so, buddy. I know you do. So... Originally, Bandai Namco was going to work on this game. Bandai Namco did such a bad job that on 20, that I think it was like January 8th, it was my birthday, <laughs> that they released a thing saying, we have restarted development and we've given it from Bandai Namco to Metroid Prime 4. And that was back of last year in January. And I guess there was a sliver of hope in my soul that maybe it wasn't so bad they could salvage some of the ideas. But it looks like it was pretty bad. They really just totally started over. I, wow. They just had to start all the way over. Yeah. So that was back in 2019. And I mean, I don't think when you're looking for a lead producer, this isn't like this isn't like a creative director like we talked about earlier. This is just like someone who can help like be like a almost a manager who can like kind of plan things out better. Sure. And sure. most likely finance the project, too. 
Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe one of those things. I'm not going to act like I know everything about this, about the whole gaming landscape on this. But um, I, I guess I was hoping this is more coming like next year, but it looks like it's going to be at least two years down the road. <laughs> I mean, OK, so do you know, do you remember how disappointed we were after the last Nintendo Direct, Zach? Do you remember that feeling? Yeah, Zach, do you remember? Yeah, Zar, don't even. You're about to feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying we we made it clear that look after the Nintendo Direct everybody who's not a Nintendo fanboy was like oh look at all these Nintendo crybabies not getting what they wanted out of their direct all we wanted was to know what's going on with Nintendo and to see what we have to look forward to what did they do next week bam they hit us with a Pikmin announcement a trailer what did they do the week after that bam They announced that they're finally getting going with Metroid Prime 4. Like you said, it's going to be a while. But still, the ball is rolling. Eh? Eh? Yeah, the ball is rolling. Eh? Slowly but surely. All right, so this is going to... My my prediction for this coming out, and I want to hear your guys's. I think it's coming out December of 2022. I think it's going to be their big holiday title. Um, okay, Zar, what do you think of that? I'm going to say 2025, just because it'll what? make Zach sad. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Who even knows if the Switch is going to be Nintendo's main console anymore at that point? It'll be like a smaller version of the Switch with a bigger screen. I think 2025 is insane. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the real thing that we have that we have to look here for. Well, first of all, my prediction, I think Zach's right. Well, I think uh, 2022 is going to be the predicted year that it's going to be announced, December of 2022. I'm anticipating it's probably going to get delayed and we'll probably see it more in like spring of 2023. Oh, you both hate me. Honest to God. Look, when it comes to Metroid Prime, uh, Retro Studios, they know what they're holding. They are holding a very delicate egg and they can turn that into something beautiful but they have to be very careful going forward with this project because if they do it successfully, then it's going to be just considered another huge win for the Nintendo switch on bringing just another great IP forward and bring it back into the mainstream. When was the last time we got a good Metroid prime game? Uh, 2008 or seven. That's what I'm saying. It's just like retro knows what they're working with here. And I would rather see them take their time and make a product. That's great. I want something great. I want something great. Guys, I'm really curious to what Retro's been doing. They they made Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze for the Wii, Wii U, back in 2014. That was a great game, though, wasn't it? It was a great game. Could have been a game of the year. I think 2014, what got game of the year that year? I don't know where I got game of the year, but it was a good game, too. Um, but my point is, Retro Studios has not released a game since then. Wow. And they just started, they just started on Metroid Prime 4. Back in 2019, that's when they got, so it may be a little bit into 2018. So what were they working on for like three and a half years? Uh, that's a really good question, to be honest with you. Anyway, food for thought, just food for thought. Are you trying to infer that you think maybe they've done a little work on the Metroid game already? Because I thought that it all got scrapped. No, I'm trying to like infer that they might have another game that they're also working on alongside Metroid Prime 4, or that they have just been a shit show. I don't know. One or the other. <laughs> or the other. The point is, in a in a point of time where like we've just been craving Nintendo news, this is great news. I'm really happy to finally. <laughs> this s- is news. <laughs> it's, uh, this 
And when we've been lacking news, this is news. <laughs> so, you know, nothing is set in stone as far as the date goes, but still, they've made the announcement that it's happening. We have something to look forward to. Nintendo, please. Please give me something. Please give us more. Anything else you guys want to say um, about Metroid Prime 4 before Czar moves on with our final article of the day? Please don't be 2025. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. All right, Czar. It's Xbox right. turn. You are in the spotlight. Give us some good news. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, there is good news in there, Czar. Tell the good news. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so... This article comes to us from steveiver.com and is written by Steve Wright. Steve, first of all, great, great website name, Steve Viver. Love it. <laughs> I know, right? I love it, Steve Wright. You're killing it. Is it written by? Well, Steve. You're killing it, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Steve reports that Halo Infinite has been delayed. Until 2021. <laughs> you missed the good news, Zar. Tell them the good news first. Okay, okay. So they also did confirm that Xbox will launch in November this year. It is confirmed, but it just won't launch with Halo. I that's a lot to take in in a short <laughs> no, <right>? sentence. <laughs> in a short <laughs> sentence. That's a lot to take in. That's a lot that's a big range of emotions that just came to me from one sentence. Okay, well, before we dig into all of that, let's start out with a couple quotes from the man, the myth, the legend, Phil Spencer. <laughs> so Phil says, let me start by just recognizing the fans and the fact that this is a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> what a quote! Well, you gotta respect him. You gotta you gotta respect the guy. I mean, he calls he's it like honest. it is. He's being honest. I will a lot like any other company would try and spin this in a positive light. He's being honest. It's it's true. And this was a quote from Gary Witt Witta's Animal Talking Twitch show. So uh, he continues by saying, "It is disappointing to people." It's disappointing to us. We were looking forward to the alignment of Halo Infinite and the Xbox Series X. And then continually, in the end, I have made the right decision, he continued. The strength of the Halo franchise, the healthy ability of the team, are things tracking towards the quality of where you want the game. I think he's right. I think I think this is a tough pill to swallow, but I think this is a good thing for the Halo franchise, especially. First of all, he's really I like I love how Phil Spencer is acknowledging this for what it is. He's right. This is a bummer. But he's also saying that, you know, part of the reason why he's doing this is, quote unquote, the health and the ability of the team. How many times have we talked about companies or developers who just got pushed too hard during the development of a game? And it really question makes you question whether or not you're going to be able to enjoy the products the same way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, just before I dig into my actual opinions on what's going on with Xbox, I would just like to say that I would rather have a game that is complete and well-polished than a steaming pile of unplayable crap. Which we were not going to get a complete game at first. Did you hear that they were thinking about just doing multiplayer? Like just releasing that? Oh, yeah, they were going to a bad idea. They were going to break up the game and not just the multiplayer, but they were going to break up the story into different parts, too. And 
the the vibe I'm getting from reading that was not as a greedy money grubbing company, but because they were so behind on the development of this game that they just wanted to satiate the fans and get them some content. Okay, so you said you've got opinions. I want to hear those opinions as an, a big Xbox fan. How are you feeling right now, my man? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. Thank you for caring. (laughs) (laughs) It's good content. This is a crushing blow for Xbox because since the beginning, all I have said, all Phil Spencer has said, all Xbox News has claimed that the Series X would launch this holiday season and it would launch with Halo Infinite. I can't tell you how many times I remember hearing Bill Spencer say that. So now that the promise is broken and Xbox is losing a release title, it makes me sad. But seriously, don't get it twisty. I am disappointed that it got delayed, but I am okay with it because that means that we will get the Halo experience that the developers intended. And I would much rather prefer that. But this begs the question in the overall grand scheme of things outside of Halo, how can Microsoft recover from this blow to put up a fight in the console war? I was going to say, this is good for Halo, but it's absolutely terrible for Xbox. Oh, yeah, that's true, because we talk all the time. Like, obviously, it's like, okay, if a game needs to be delayed for the mental health of the team and obviously so that the people who love the game can get a a better product, then by all means, delay the game. We'd much rather see that happen. But we have never talked about that in the context of this is supposed to be a launch title for a new console that's competing against another console in the upcoming console wars. And in fact, not just a game, the game. This yeah, is this was X- Xbox's game. This is Xbox's baby, the Halo franchise. And it's it's really hard to see this happen. It really makes you wonder what's going to happen next. Well, okay. So the obvious answer is that Microsoft needs games to launch with their new console, right? Exactly. They got to pull the big guns out here. Any secrets they have up their sleeves need to be used. It's it's not it's one thing to delay a major blockbuster. But like you said, it's a completely other thing to delay a launch title. That's huge, Mm -hmm. especially when it's your biggest selling point. So the only way I could see them making up for this is if they threw in some launch titles like Fable to take Halo's place. And I mean, even then, it's hard to say whether Fable could make up for the difference between this console war. I don't think there's any way that Fable game launches. No, I, it's I was just not about to say near completion. Thing. Like, there's no way they'd be able to get it out in time. But that's what they need to do because Gears isn't going to be enough. Psychonauts is not going to be enough if that's a launch title. It's okay. So this obviously is a blow. Here's a little bit of good news. PlayStation hasn't really told us what's going to be a launch title on their console either. You know, we have we've seen a lot of great games that have come out of PlayStation's last event, but they haven't given us any titles that are going to be quote unquote 
launch titles with the console. That being said, even if they use one of their good IPs, I mean, that's pretty bad news for Xbox. Whether PlayStation decides to do a Ratchet and Clank or the next Ryzen Zero Dawn, which I don't think it's going to be Ryzen Zero Dawn. I'm just speculating. Or God forbid the next Spider-Man. It's over. Yeah, I was going to say Ratchet and Clank and Spider-Man. Those are the only two games that Sony needs to launch. And without Halo... Xbox can't compete with those two powerhouse titles. I mean, Xbox couldn't compete in the first place. Not to be mean, but like Xbox, <laughs> they they have a lot of catching up to do, which they are doing. I just want to know, Zar, have you lost faith in Phil Spencer? Not specifically Phil Spencer, because this isn't his fault. At least as far as we know, I don't think Phil. I, I really want to hope Phil Spencer wasn't cracking the whip, getting these poor developers to work harder. <laughs> Yeah, no, he seems like he's... I mean, if that, w- if that were true, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, that's, that's, that's absolutely fair. But no, this is 343's problem. I mean, Bill Spencer never would have boasted so much on Halo had 343 not assured him that the product would be ready. Because that's just not how upper management works. Yeah. And it's hard it's hard to be mad. Phil Spencer is a great guy by the way. You know, I love listening to Phil Spencer speak because I really when he talks about Xbox or anything um along the games, I really feel that he's a really genuine guy and actually cares about the industry and actually cares about the products that he puts out. He wants to make sure they're quality products, you know. Obviously, he's still a businessman. And but, this that's reflected when he says that I made the right decision to delay this game. Right. Because the end of the day, if you ruin Halo, that's a Ooh. bad... You could die on that hill. Yeah, there's no coming back from ruining your main IP. Great, Halo 4 and 5 weren't that good in the first place, but... <laughs> no, they really were not. You are not wrong. But they weren't launch title worthy. And they're claiming that this game is, which actually... Leads me to okay, my so final what question. What are some good launch titles? You got, you're like pretty stuck on this launch title thing. Name uh, some good because like Wii Sports <laughs> and like Breath of the Wild are the only good launch titles I can think of. And I'm not gonna call we I'm not gonna call Wii Sports a good game, but it was a good launch title. Hey, that's for sure. Wii Sports okay. was a great game. Elder Scrolls for Oblivion launched with the Xbox 360. So I don't want to hear nothing. That game had Patrick Stewart. That's a really good point. Yeah, but that was a buggy <laughs> Bethesda game. I'll say yeah, that. Yeah, but no, like Oblivion was great. I, anyway, I digress. I digress. And Halo launched with the two. Wouldn't that be your argument? Like that's Halo didn't launch, launch with that. Halo 3 came way later. Uh, I'm talking like the original, original Xbox. Oblivion, oh, oh, Oblivion yeah. was the Xbox 360? Yeah, Oblivion was the Xbox 360. Morrowind was on the original. Was oh, exclusive? my God. Yeah, um, Oblivion was exclusive for quite a while, I think. God, I'm learning so much right now. I don't remember seeing it on the PS3. So you said you had another assertion you had to make, Zara. What was that? Yes, yes. I have one final question. How can Halo's new release date be justified? So, okay, here's the breakdown as I see it. Halo hasn't been hyped as an independent release. Its marketing is completely different. Halo has been marketed to bolster console sales. So how is 343 going to hype up a new Halo when the next-gen craze starts to die down? 
you know, it's really hard, but you have to look at the gen- general direction that games are taking, like what gamers really like in the games versus, you know, trying to keep what made Halo great in the first place. If you look at a little bit of Halo's last trailer that we saw with the Xbox event, they had a lot of little features. Like, first of all, you know, they kept the basic gameplay of, you know, shoot the shooting mechanics still looked good with a few added features. Like, obviously, the grappling hook was the big thing. I love um, that grappling. It looked really fun. Oh, yeah. Um, open world. Everybody has been jumping on that open world train. But at the same time, it really still felt like Halo with the enemies and the stories and, like, the shooting. And Master Chief is always so, so cool. Oh, yeah. Love that he looks like Halo 3 Master Chief. But what I'm trying to get at is all of that is awesome and really hype for Halo. But how can 343 justify this delay when it's been hyped up as a launch title and now it's releasing on its own? I think you make a good point. Like it it has to be the next big thing. And I honestly think that's what they're shooting for. I think that's why we're getting this delay. Um, they talked about Phil Spencer said that, or I think it was Phil Spencer, someone at 343 said that they want this game to last 10 years. Yeah. Wow. And I'm curious to see is how that'll work. Um, I hope it's not a games as a service, but I can't see anything else being, I can't see it not being a games as a service. So I'm hoping that it's like this Breath of the Wild Zelda meets like some sort of like competitive, like Overwatch. Like that's kind of where I see them going. Like they want Overwatch fused Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, throw yeah. in some you know daily and seasonal events into the main campaign, and you know some fun multiplayer updates. And I don't mean Overwatch like they'll make like you know how like Halo Three was like a super competitive game that people would play for like I feel like it was like part of MLG for like the longest time. Oh yeah, it was the a big MLG title. I almost made it into the MLG with one of those clans once. And on top of on top of all that, let's not forget about multiplayer. You know, we've barely talked about the Halo multiplayer, but along with a great campaign, there needs to be a stellar multiplayer. Oh, yeah. A stellar multiplayer. You know what I mean? It's just you're absolutely right. Instead of the hype of being a great launch title, now it just needs to provide its own hype, essentially, of just being a great game. And I think they're on the right path. Well, so kind of sidetracking um, from where I originally wanted to go with this, I actually do see a solution to their problem, but it is very reliant on specific conditions. First, Xbox has to confirm a second edition of the next gen console. So Project Scarlet, because that hasn't been confirmed yet. Then Microsoft has to launch that edition early next year. And to promote that second edition of the Xbox, that's when Halo Infinite launches because it could still be considered a launch title with the second edition Xbox because PlayStation already confirmed their digital edition. So since we haven't gotten confirmation from xbox we don't know that it'll launch with the original console but if it doesn't it could launch with the new halo game but i i suppose what they'll actually do is they'll just make a special edition halo console oh yeah absolutely 
Yeah, and that pisses me off. I hate the notion of them trying to save face with a special console skin because I hate limited edition consoles. Seriously, how likely is it for people to own five different styles of the same console? And how would you even utilize the different variants without proudly displaying them as shiny and expensive paperweights? So don't release a specific console skin for Halo. Just release your second edition console with Halo. Simple fix, I think. I do not think that is a bad idea. I think that I not at all. All right. Well, that's kind of the good, the bad, and the Xbox. <laughs> hey, so yeah. uh, JP, when you see Halo twenty or Halo Infinite launching, because I say twenty twenty five. You son of a bitch! <laughs> I suppose I deserve that. The look, honestly, the latest I think it's going to get delayed to is maybe the end of summer for twenty twenty one. That's probably what I say. I suppose the latest earliest is like early spring. Yeah. In some, I'm upset about the delay and I'm very sad and scared for Xbox, but I get it. We will eventually be able to play the new Halo. So everything will be okay. It'll be okay. It's okay. It's all going to be all right. I guess what I'm trying to say is sad Xbox noises. (laughs) Oh, happy PlayStation noise. It's just the PlayStation <laughs> PlayStation 2 opening screen noise. Just yeah, I think it was awesome. Stupid DVD player. All right. I've had enough for bad news today. It's been, I want to talk about happy things. Let's go into some game releases coming up. Let's do it. Um, Sar, when was the last time you did game releases? Uh, could have been a while ago. Well... The floor is yours and try not to sound so sad. All right. Don't get your sad all over the new game releases. I'll try. There are quite a few Xbox titles in here. <laughs> Come on, Eeyore. Put a little pep in your step. All right. So first <laughs> on the docket, we have Aokana. <laughs> nice. I, I, I think it was Aokana. I think you got that right. Aokana. Okay. Aokana for Rhymes Across the Blue for the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch on August 21st. What about Xbox? Eh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm going to be ruthless. I made fun of Metroid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next, oh. we have Super Lucky's Tale for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox. Suck it, Nintendo. <laughs> on October or on August 21st. Oh, oh, look at this. Look at this. Keep reading. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. We have PGA Tour 2K21 for the PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and Google Stadia. Whoa. <laughs> August 21st. <laughs> Woo, Stadia. Yeah. Next, we have Kandagawa Jet Girls. Kandagawa Jet Girls. For the PlayStation 4. August oh my 25th. god, I love my console. <laughs> <laughs> it's no waifu uncovered. Nothing ever will be. <laughs> Next, we have Madden 21 for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on August Woo! 25th. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath. Classic Femme Fatal Skin Pack DLC for the PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on Trump August 25th. Femme Fatal. Fem fatal. What did I say? Fem fatal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Stupid e. <laughs> <laughs> 
No Straight Roads comes next for the PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch on August 25th. Vader Immortal, a Star Wars VR series for looks, PlayStation VR, August 25th. That looks so fucking cool. It does actually look <laughs> really so cool. cool. JP and I watched that trailer together the other day. It looked yeah, really oh, badass. Yeah, it looks great. You guys hung out without me? We invited you. We invited you. <laughs> okay. Best friend forever for the PC and Switch on August 27th. Control Awe DLC for the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on August 27th. Real talk, you need to pick up Control if you haven't. Great game. Yeah, it looks phenomenal. Next, we have Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered for the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch, August 27th. <laughs> ooh, ooh, oddly enough, we have Fortnite. Chapter 2, <laughs> Season 4. Oh. What the fuck does that mean? I don't even know. Whatever, it comes out for the PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch. But not the mobile market on August 27th. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Good one. Tell me why Chapter 1 for the PC and Xbox One, August 27th. Hey, look, there's an Xbox IP. Microsoft IP, I should say. You know what? I might pick that up, actually, because you guys said that when we were watching the Xbox event, like this is JP's game. And you know what? You're both right. Yeah. Made by the same people who did Life is Strange. So if you like that style of game, definitely check it out, especially yeah. if you're an Xbox fan. Woo-woo. All for Captain Subasa. Rise of New Champions for the PC, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, August 28th. Double Kick Heroes for the Xbox One. Yeah. <laughs> IPs. August 28th. Jump Force Deluxe Edition. Ooh, that comes to the Switch on August 28th. Project Cars 3 comes out for the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on August 28th. Wasteland 3 for the PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One August 28th. And finally, we have Windbound for the PC, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch for August 28th. Now, boys... What game are we hyping up this week? It is uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition coming to the Nintendo Switch and the PS4 on the 27th of August. And uh, also coming to Android and iOS. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Suck it, Fortnite. For a 30% fee. <laughs> For 30%. <laughs> We're learning a lot of Square week. Enix. What is up with your names? Okay, so I, despite, like, me just getting done with a Final Fantasy game, I don't know too much about this Crystal Chronicles game. So, let me tell you all about it, JP, because it's pretty neat. Do tell, do tell. It originally came out on the GameCube back in 2004. <laughs> 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 I really don't know. Give me a second. 2004 in North America. Thanks, JP. It says <laughs> right here. You wrote this. <laughs> I do scripts. In the script. <laughs> I'm in charge of scripts. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay, hold on. Give me a minute. Let me re- recompose myself. <laughs> okay. So, Crystal Chronicles is an action role-playing game developed by the Game Designers Studio and published for the GameCube back in 2003 in Japan and 2004 in North America. It's gonna have a remastered version, and um, it's kind of a cult classic that a lot of people like because. You could attach your Game Boy Advance with like the Game Boy Advance cable, like it was packaged together. Yeah. And you could like do a bunch of couch co-op. So you could do like a four player Final Fantasy adventure. So you literally, it's like 
Diablo, but Final Fantasy. You know what I mean? Okay. Are they bringing that same couch co-op to the Switch? I guess in PS4? That's kind of where the big controversy comes from right now. It's like it's doing online only co-op. Oh, okay. Woof. But what's good about it, like this game kind of goes back and forth with like pros and cons here, guys. So work with me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what makes that justifiable is you can. So if I buy the game, JP and Zara, you guys could join me by downloading the free version and we could play through the entire campaign together. Interesting. Okay, I can I can live with that. I can live with a free game, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's cool. So they have a new like hard mode after you beat the game. And I just I've heard really good things about it. What a lot of people didn't like is like just you couldn't really play it because it was so hard to get four Game Boy Advance adapters and a GameCube. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. Okay, so the big question here, boys, is who's forking up the money so the other two can join? I will do it. My backlog is already huge. (laughs) Well, that didn't take a lot of effort. Nice job, Zach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You'd real MVP. Okay, so I'm still a little confused. So is there like a story mode? Yes. You get the crystals, you save the land. GG. (laughs) GG, bro. (laughs) And that's it. GG. I mean, like, is there ever a story in Final Fantasy that involved getting crystals and saving the world? No. <laughs> Come on. Final Fantasy VII is amazing, but that's still the exact basics of that story. But you got cute girls like Tifa and uh, Aerith. Aerith for life. Aerith gang for life. Oh, they finally got their own game. They got out of Kingdom Hearts. When you walk away, <laughs> you don't hear me say. <laughs> Please. Oh, I hit that pretty so, well. I'm excited for this game. I love like couch co-op games. Me and Sara slain to finish Borderlands 2, but this is definitely yeah. going on the backlog. And JP still needs to get Borderlands. <laughs> Aneurysm. I am not buying Borderlands for a fourth console. We've been over this. Weak. And boys, I think that's another successful episode of the podcast. What do you think? I think that about does it. Yeah. Which is very good because once again, I'm tired. I've got work tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Don't follow me. <laughs> all right. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your Game Tea. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. If you liked what you heard, why not follow us on social media? You can find us on Twitter at the Game Tea Podcast X. You can find us on Facebook at the Game Tea Podcast. And you can find us on Instagram at the Game Tea Podcast.